Not a matter of if, but when a crisis could turn your world upside down. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real crisis or a ripped from the headlines controversy. My crisis squad and I are here to find solutions. Our suggestions are meant to empower you to handle your own crisis or prevent crises from happening. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals to help your specific need. Today, I've got Crisis Squad member Dr. Cheryl Ziegler with me. She's a clinical psychologist and author. One of her specialty areas is wellness in the workplace. Jonah Hill made news in August, just ahead of wrapping up directing and starring in a documentary he shot in secret. The film is called Stutz. It chronicles honest discussions with his therapist, exploring the topic of mental health. Jonah Hill says he won't do media junkets as the documentary debuts in fall 2022, nor will he for other upcoming projects. We explore some of what's behind his decision in the case file I call No More Junkets. Dr. Z, we've seen other public figures, some notable athletes making similar decisions over the last couple years. You know, you're right, Rashini, there have been other celebrities, athletes that have made these kinds of decisions. And in some ways, I actually think they can lose the opportunity to use their fame and their platforms to spread the word or to bring to light the issues that are important to them. In this case with Jonah Hill, it appears to be about mental health and anxiety, body shaming, and 20 years of dealing with it. I think without the opportunity to have the press have a listening ear and use that platform, he's actually missing an element that could even make things come to light even better than they are right now. So one of the things Jonah Hill said is that going on these junkets was progressively worsening his anxiety attacks related to movie promotion that turned his dream job into a nightmare. Now, in his particular case, once this documentary comes out, we will all have the opportunity to see the film and to see this chronicling of conversations with his therapist. So that's a positive, I would think. I guess you agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that Jonah Hill has an opportunity and other celebrities as well to say, you know what? I've struggled with anxiety and panic attacks for 20 years and they get exacerbated by these press interviews. It's hard for other people to understand, but sometimes these interviews are friendly. Sometimes things that I say might get taken out of context. Sometimes I can't even get out of the car because I'm so panic stricken and I'm working on that. So I'm going to need to set better boundaries, which I think is key around we're going to come in. I'm going to have a set amount of time. We're going to talk about the topic of the movie and maybe my personal life or my body or my weight is just off limits. How do you think that would fly with entertainment media? Do you think they'd abide by that if, you know, ahead of time your press person said he'll talk for five minutes and here are the topics we can cover? I think if enough celebrities and athletes say, yes, I acknowledge that my job is quite public. The acting that I do, the movies that I'm promoting, but my personal life is off limits. I do think that if celebrities put those limits on, it's just like paparazzi. 
we've seen laws changing because sure, you want to take a picture of me, fine. But there was a limit. There was a boundary, right? When celebrities started getting followed to their kids' schools and personal vacations, there started to be a boundary and a limit. That's off limits. That's not part of my professional career. That's my personal time. And I think with Jonah Hill, his point is, I deal with body shaming. I've dealt with this for a long time and panic attacks and I can't do this. He's sort of saying, I don't want to do press anymore. And I'm sure he's got lots of reasons for doing that. And it was probably a hard decision to make, but I actually think more celebrities have to say, yes, I have a boundary. Just because I'm in the public light doesn't mean that you have the right to scrutinize my personal life as well. So here's what I'll say to that. I'm an ex-TV reporter, as you know. No one can tell me what to ask when I would go into interviews. Now, I like your idea of more celebrities setting boundaries. Here's what I will talk about. I think it could be easier with entertainment journalists than news, like traditional news reporters, which is what I was in TV news. But if... Even in the entertainment world, we get into a situation where behavior is questioned. I think of the Alec Baldwin situation and the death that happened on set in that movie. If any of those people were doing press and they said, oh, I won't talk about that, there is no journalist worth their microphone who would agree to that. So you do have to think about when their personal life maybe affects public life or a crime or an attempted crime, that's when it's hard for journalists, true journalists, to agree to those kind of rules, even though I like where you're going with it, Dr. Z. Bringing up the Alec Baldwin situation, he did try to have interviews where he said, I'm not going to talk about X or I'm not going to talk about Y. And of course, we know any journalist is going to press and press and push and push, right? Just like any one of us do that until we come up against a boundary that's so clear and consistent and fair If in Jonah Hill's case, he's out there. Now I get it. This time, particularly, he doesn't want to do this press junket because you could argue, well, then everything's on the table. It's about your therapy. It's about your mental health. So now I get to ask you. So I think he set a boundary in saying, everything I have to say is in that film. So go watch the film. That's true. In his case, that's so true. My heart was breaking as I was reading the articles as that was breaking in August that he is not going to do it. But I I do also like the fact that he's kind of just drawn a hard line in the sand, like not even the sand, on the concrete. He's like, I'm just not going to do them anymore. What you see in my films, or maybe, you know, down the line he might do uh, an exclusive interview where you can control maybe a print interview more than you can control a TV or a radio interview. I don't know. I think That will remain to be seen, but it is going to set up some interesting future cases for other celebrities. What hit me the most was a couple years ago when the various athletes were coming out and refusing to do post-event, post-game press conferences saying they were too stressful. Naomi Osaka was one of them, some of the gymnasts. I think it is true we have to respect their right to do what they need for their personal health, but I'm also thinking about it from a business standpoint. These are people who have multi-million dollar endorsements. They have tons of trainers. There's a lot of public money spent to go see them. So there's a balancing of feelings and wellness. Let's talk about that. What's your advice for that balancing of wellness? Well, I think that A lot of times we blur the lines now. And if you count social media and that as well, we're blurring the lines between what is my personal life? What's my professional life? Oh, I'm an athlete. So, but do you get to comment about a domestic dispute that occurred? There's of course the legal perspective. Well, what does your contract say? Does it say 
you have to come out and you have to speak to the press for X amount of minutes after every game. You know, there probably are stipulations like that in most contracts. This is part of the problem though. And if we switch to athletes, their argument is I'm a great athlete. I might not be the greatest spokesperson or moral compass and I'm expected to be, that's not actually what I signed up for. And I think our culture says, oh, yes, you did, because you're a hero. I really wish they would say that. Like, they need you to advise them on some of their statements, because I really would love to hear that from certain athletes. I mean, I actually am challenged by a lot of athletes who get too involved in making political statements, because that is not the arena I feel like they are best used in. And I know there are going to be people out there who disagree with me, but... It is really interesting to see to the nth degree some athletes have taken. Some of them have said, all right, I can't do this because of my wellness. But then on the other side, they're out there leading protests or saying damaging statements about their teams and their cities. It's this full spectrum, Dr. Z, that I think is, well, it's interesting for me as a talk show host, but it's really troubling in our country right now. And it's not helping mental health. It's not. I think there's a lot of things that are actually not helping mental health. The fact that we have so many streaming networks, we have so many areas where we have to fill content. So now press and media are filling that content by looking at social posts. Oh, you posted about this. Oh, you seem to support that. You don't, and everything, but sometimes really the heart of what it is that they do. I act, I play a game, I run and catch a ball, whatever it is. Everything is coming into play. I honestly think we just haven't figured out how to do the balance. And if you talk about younger generations, there's no balance for them. Everything for them is public. There's very little privacy. And then you have different generation, right? And maybe a millennial generation that's trying to figure this out. I don't think anybody's figured it out well. And again, even going back to Jonah Hill, he just did a movie about his therapy, his anxiety, the skills he's learned, and he wants to share that with the world. And I think that is a beautiful thing. I would love to see him take the opportunity to do the press to say, here's what I'm here to talk about. And here's what I'm here not to talk about. If you can accept that, I will gladly talk to you about this movie and my experience in it. If you can't accept that, I will accept your decline and move on. Well, what you just described, Dr. Z, is a really great statement, you know, fill in the blank. Any regular person could say as they get themselves involved, whether it's with media or with their own organizations or with volunteer efforts, really setting those boundaries that, like you said, when we first started talking about this, uh, what's the topic? What's fair to cover? How much time do I have for you? So that is really great advice and hopefully can keep more people in the wellness zone. Thanks to Crisis Squad member Dr. Cheryl Ziegler. Today's Crisis Brief brought to you by Goff Public. Number one, set boundaries for your engagement. Be clear, be consistent, be fair. Number two, ask questions ahead of any situation so you know the expectations and you can eliminate fear of any conclusions. Number three, your social media posts have power and you have full control over them. Understand anything posted there can be used for or against you. Reputation issues can arise quickly and unexpectedly. Prepare and plan before a crisis strikes with Goff Public, an award-winning public relations and public affairs agency. 
Your best defense is a crisis-ready culture that helps you spot potential issues, act swiftly, and reflects your brand's values while building trust with your audiences. Learn more at golfpublic.com. Thank you to my podcast co-producer, Tom Hamilton of Undertone Music. Want us to weigh in on your crisis? Email me, Rashini at rashinigroup.com. That's R-O-S-H-I-N-I at rashinigroup.com. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.